you're worse than Maya Lansky. And you'll eat like fucking hair off the floor. You won't bust into that safe, will you? There's no safe. This guy, <laughs> you won't this bust. This is my favorite thing. Dog, you, you, this is my favorite will thing. not I bust go, into go that to, safe. As I'm driving, I, I, I told Joe, <laughs> I'm going over to see Joey. We're going to do a podcast. And she goes, does he still think you have a million dollars in a safe? I go, of Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> I go, Dog, he'll he hold on. I said, I, he, he'll put a gun to his wife's head and say, we're going to shoot her. Where's the safe? Dog, he'll be sweating bullets. He won't break with it. He won't break with it till you cut a toe Joey off is, or something. Joey is <laughs> he is convinced that I have a million dollars underneath my bed. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, he yeah. does. And he hasn't told his wife or that. I don't give a fuck. It just makes me laugh. This so, but what makes you think that? Hold on to it to the end. You know? He thinks I got a million well, what, what makes you think that? I just, I just know him. I just know how he no. operates. You know his type? He showed me a $50 bill one time that he had for like a year and a half. <laughs> that I gave him he's yeah, like that is remember, suspicious. remember that 50 you showed me he's that like yeah <laughs> the biggest load of shit I have ever heard in my entire that's when he was life. my landlord and I used to pay him rent and I was always short wait a second wait a second Don't. wait a second <laughs> you never once paid rent <laughs> My God! My fucking, fucking God! <laughs> you lived in the back house. In the back house, like an immigrant. I loved it. It was great back there. You lived in the. I saw Joe Diaz get beat up by a transgender guy with with an umbrella. Oh Dude, God. remember when that guy? You were trying to escort him out of the club because he was working at the club, the my club, and we had a. It was called Fetish Night, so there were these two transgender dudes, and they were both dressed as women. And they had umbrellas. Well, they started to fight with each other. So I was like, Joey, because he was like, I need some work. And I was like, all right. So I, he was working the door. I go, Joe, you got to go break that up. And so he's breaking. He's like, come on, come on, guys. Come on, we got to go. And they're like, stop it. And they're hitting it with his umbrellas. <laughs> these little, like, little twirly Asian umbrellas. He's like, la- he umbrellas. was laughing his ass off. As he's white, he's like, don't stop hitting me with the umbrella. Stop, stop, stop it. <laughs> That uh, is funny. And then the, the DJ for that night used to pull up in a hearse and pull all of his equipment out of the hearse. That, that was dude. the old Lobo Loco. Lobo Loco, yeah. If those walls could talk. And I've told Felicia that I lived on the office above it. I paid the guy a buck and a quarter and had no bathroom, so I had to shit off the balcony. Yeah. And piss <laughs> off the balcony. And, those, and the, guy was like, the guy was like, are you living here? And you're like, no. Nah, I just do my business. But here's the funniest thing: when I was thinking <laughs> on of the balcony. when I was thinking of you coming on the show, I was thinking about that day that we were going to Moscow, Idaho, and you would bartend lunch in the daytime, uh-huh. and I had to go from the bar, like I had to meet you because we were getting a rental car or something, right? And we had met this guy at lunch at Lobo Loco that used to come in every day, and we talked sports. And one day he said to me, "Can you take my action?" I don't think you remember this story. And I said, "Sure, I'll take your action." I had no money. And every week I would beat him. Like the first week I got him for like 800. Yeah. Then the second week I got him for like 900. And this was like a lot of money back then. Like I was an open micer, broke, living on a floor in an office. And I got this sucker. And I'm sweating it out every week, taking the guy's bets. And finally after the third week, we're going to Moscow. Idaho. He's got to pay us. That's how we were going. He was going to pay me. And he gets and he's like, listen. I want to meet the bookmaker right now. I remember, you remember that. that. He's like, I know there's no bookie. You're sitting on my fucking action. And then it was, I think, Frank the Lip. <laughs> yeah. Frank Frankie the Lip. the Lip. Frankie the Lip talked him into giving me the money. You know I'll give you that? half. Fuck it. I'll take half because I'm not going to sit here and argue with you. Do you remember how he got that nickname, the Lip? No. Because he used to get that big, one big herpy right on his upper lip. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I was like, look at you. And I used to tell him, man, you can't come into work because he was a bartender. Handsome dude. Good looking dude. Good looking guy. But he would come in. I'm like, dude, you can't come in when you're the lip. Like, the lip can't be serving people. How you doing? Do you do you want some lime with that? And you get a band-aid for that? And the lip and the lip got big too. Really? Yeah. I saw the lip. When you went up there, you told me. He was working uh Excuse me, my vibrator just went on. <laughs> what the fuck that Did is? Did you hear about the new vibrator? Uh, what that, that the the new a... vibrator uh-huh. that ha- that now has 16 gigs of memory in it. What? So you you it's a it, shut up. Yeah yeah yeah. So it doubles like and you don't plug it. It has to have batteries. You uh-huh. plug it in with a USB to your computer. Right. And you can plug it in with a USB to your computer, and it has 16 gigs of memory. And you can watch the porn that you want to watch, that's on your on your vibrator uh-huh. while you're using it. And somebody should get that for you for your, your next birthday. So you can. It's uh, got the memory. Uh-huh. You USB it into your computer, uh-huh. and the porn that you want to watch Coincides comes up. Coincides with like if he if the porn thrust, then the vibrator. No, no, no. But let's say you say you're. That's genius. Say, that's genius. Say you're say you're genius. In, say you're in the guys and police outfits on horses. Uh-huh. Well, then your porn with the police officer getting on a, is playing as you basically tune your vibrator into the porn you like, and it plays it on your computer for you. Wow. There's also a new vibe. We, we talked about it on the show this week. There's also a new vibrator that doubles as jewelry some people are wearing. Oh, really? Yeah. So maybe yeah. that might be a good but stocking see, stuffer, too. I don't have too. a problem with that. Just what kind of jewelry? Well, I mean, Earrings, so it'd be like a necklace. bracelet that doubles. You just yeah. take it off and take whack it off, yourself And then up. you go, remember those bracelets? That if you go like that, it goes like. It pops up. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. That we have a bracelet just in case you have that urge to fucking whack that noodle at lunchtime. Yeah, exactly. And then you can just, in, instead of like, and also it's less embarrassing at the airport. Because I'm sure if you bring like a vibrator or a dildo in a, in a, in a bag, that's embarrassing. But if it doubles as the bracelet. But how deep would your Jimmy be? <laughs> If you had to travel with a fucking dildo. Like, I know one guy in my life that would travel with whack-off, his whack-off bag. And then that bag included magazines, like an old pair of stockings from some hooker. He had, like, DVDs. And I'm not kidding you. I wish I was lying to you guys. The best was one day his wife was coming to see him, and he actually (laughs) came into my room and said, take this. And I go, what is it? And he goes, it's my whack-off bucket. (laughs) He traveled with a whack-off box with lubes and socks and everything in there. This is fucking crazy. But you don't need that shit anymore. Like, you don't even need, you don't need a magazine. Anybody who's got a DVD of porn is weird. It's weird. You just got the internet. Why have witnesses? Exactly. Your neighbor could be walking by and all of a sudden- Did you ever have a whack-off bag? No, 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 no. no. Oh, I have a really? whack off hand. Yeah, my wife. I come into the hand, <laughs> wipe it on the mattress, and it's back to business. I would tell you, uh, one of one of the kids uh, didn't quite figure out how to use private browser on the computer. So I was pulling. I went to my computer. My kids. I went to the computer and um, I looked at the history, and one of the, the websites was Round and Brown, and I was like, Round and Brown. So I click on it, and it was just a bunch of, it was just big black chicks. So I was like, oh! I called them in. I'm like, hey, did you, were you using my computer? And he was like, nah. And I was like, what's round and brown? And he was like, I don't know. I said, why don't you sit down? Let's take a look. And he was like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't want to sit down and look. I go, no, no, no. I mean, like I said, if you didn't do it and I didn't do it, like, we got to figure out 
who's you know on the computer and I don't know what it is. I go sit down, let's take a look at the website. And he and he goes, oh, and he sits down, and it came up. And he was like, yeah, that's porn. I, it's not me. I'm like, well, then let's we need to take a look at what videos these are. And he was like, all right, it was <laughs> it was me. And I said, stupid. If you just gone down a little more you would have seen big naturals you could have clicked on that that's my site i would have never even known you were on the computer <laughs> <laughs> we're back bitches we're back being the beast motherfucking podcast for alicia michaels joey diaz what's up you sexy motherfucker oh you? my god today right now at this moment 10 minutes before you told that wonderful uh father-son uh bonding moment uh, it's the first time I sat down. Like uh, I've been quite busy, and you too have been quite busy, right? Absolutely. I went to physical therapy today. The knees are round and kicking. I worked yesterday. You know, same shit. Bro. Every day mm-hmm. is we just putting it together. You know what I'm saying? Not much. Every fucking day. This is what you do till you fucking die. Because even if I was rich and retired, I'd still be rocking the house every fucking day. You'd be oh, yeah. doing something else. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think I wouldn't be on no yacht. I can't fucking relax. So I just get used to it. Now. I don't see you on a yacht. <laughs> I mean, not every- unless I'm getting away. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I still see you on a yacht with a butler and shit towards the end. That would be a dream. A I butler see you on a yacht, like at night, with a gun in your hand. Oh, picking out fucking weed bales <laughs> yeah. from the fucking Mexican. Yeah. By the way, we have a guest in the studio, my main man, Josh fucking Wolf. How What's are happening? You? Beautiful, good, great to have you here, man. Yeah, Long time. Great. I know. Now listen, because somebody on Twitter right put us together. Yeah, they were a couple weeks ago, and I knew it. I was like, I gotta ask him. And all of a sudden, uh, that morning, I looked at it and I go, that's amazing. I was just thinking about that, that I should ask him. I didn't know if you had conflicts or something. No, come on. And then my friend of mine from high school was like, I can't believe you know Joey Diaz. I'm like, how do you know Joey Diaz? She said, I love his podcast. Oh, nice. So how about that? Nice. Reaching the East Coast. Yeah, yeah. Wow. No, no. We get out there. We get out there, man. It's I know. Fun. I was in San Antonio and a bunch of people came out and, and uh, some listeners came out. And after the show, I leave, and it was the first show was Valentine's, and it was really awesome. It was totally busy, and the show went great. And I come down, and these two young guys come up to me, and they're like, "Hey, hey!" And I'm like, "All right." And then he gives me uh, two pictures, and he goes, "I love the podcast." And 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 then he kind of like shy, they shyly walked off. And I get in the car, and I and I open it up, and it's two sketches, and one is of a penis, and one is of a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? It was kind of good and cool in an abstract way. I was just telling Josh the strength of the podcast. Because now, listen, when I was a cat, I listened to Richard Pryor. We all did a George mm-hmm. Carlin. But I never felt like he was my fucking friend. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like when people write me and they're like, hey, I'm a fan. I'm like, no, you're a friend now. We're connected in some way or another. I mean, it's the weirdest thing. When you go to these things now, when you go to do these shows and shit, people come up to you with the weirdest fucking things. Yeah, but you're 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 doing an hour of truth in their ear. Yeah, it's a, but they like they'll come up to you and talk to you and go, I can't believe I'm standing next to you. I listen to your voice every day, yeah. you know, every week, one one hour a day. So it's it's pretty interesting. I'm happy the people that come out and say hello and yeah, I got like six emails and like ten twits about you. Now tell me about something. Tell me something. What when when they show up at your shows? Like, what's your demographic? Who's showing up? All fucking ages. All fucking ages. There's no more demographic because you're hitting with people on an emotional level. So I can have women that come in and say we love what you do. I can have guys come in. I don't know where I was doing a show. A pregnant fucking chick came in and was like, I had to leave the house and listen to this shit today. Do you remember the very first time I ever saw Joey on stage? Now Joey and I met in Seattle. 95, June of 95. (laughs) The first time I saw him on stage, 
Like he was doing, he put together a show at the Comedy Underground. Now, at that time, he was maybe going 215, 220. Max. Max. I mean, he was thin. Thin. Yeah. He, and he, he liked to think he could beat me in basketball, too. Yeah. He, was, <laughs> he was thin. But suit, three-piece suit, tie the whole thing. Oh, really? Yeah. I was still confused. <laughs> yeah, you don't fucking know. You think the, and you, he, he used to tell this joke. What was the joke about the curtains? I have no yes, fucking idea. Wipe your dick on the curtains. That's the worst joke ever. That was your closer. That's the worst joke <laughs> yeah, ever. Yeah, he used to do a wipe. And he used to close with that, and I used to close with an Elvis, Elvis. impersonation. Oh, God. If anybody has the oh. tapes, it's terrible. Oh, oh really? so bad. Really? It wasn't that so bad. Like, you look at that stuff now, I just throw it the fuck away. But before I put it in the garbage, like, I break it, I burn the tape, I pull it out. Like, I don't want anybody to bump into that shit. Chelsea showed on TV the other day? You remember when we did that Young Guns of Comedy, me, Mark, and Tana? Yeah. She showed that poster on TV the other day. I'm wearing chaps. I got hair down to here. I'm shirtless with a cowboy hat. Because we thought... We would do like a young guns of comedy and it would bring, we were like, when we were shirtless and young, so we were like, all right, not only bringing young people, but, you know, it'll bring in girls. Now, back in 95, nobody had any gaydar, so you didn't really know, you know what I mean? No women. It was just a bunch of dudes in like Navy outfits and cowboy hats that came down to see the show. It wasn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, some before, people like Before I forget. We Before I forget, it's really weird because Felicia and I always met doing comedy in 94, and I met Josh in 95, and it's so weird that I used to sit there at night when I was an open micer. I met her in Denver, and I would come home at an open mic and look at the magazine. I've told the story, the, the stand-up magazine that came out of San Francisco. John Fox mm -hmm. used to put out a magazine in the 90s called whatever. I know Felicia has I, a copy I, I, somewhere. I used it, to have all the like, copies. Uh, it stopped right before I kind of started it. But, uh, no, no, no. It was still around in 95. I know the, yeah, yeah. I know the magazine. The magazine, about. Stand Up or yeah, something. It was at the Underground. I thought the Underground. At the, in the back of it, it had uh, club listings. Yeah. And I remember I used to at night, like after I'd do like 18 minutes in Denver, I would yellow in the clubs that Sunday I was going to be good enough to play in. And here I was in Seattle, which no matter what, like uh, the comedy store molded me. But the, the underground made me a savage, you know, and people are like, what are you talking about? Well, that was the type of club that if it rained and you were getting ready to go up, if you look to your left, that table, if they were eating nachos, the people would be watching the stage, but there'd be a huge water bug on their nachos yeah. and the antennas would be moving. This is the, this is the experience. Like it was just damp down there. But what a fucking comedy room and what it sucked out of you. Like I, I remember we were... Mondays, Tuesdays, yeah. Wednesdays. But he used to go up and... You, Joe used to go up and just tell jokes. Jokes, jokes, jokes. And talk and, to people. But And, and go and back terrible. and forth on stage and pacing. Jokes, jokes, jokes. And one day, but off stage, he would kill us. As I'm sure you know. Hysterical, right? So we were sitting in a Mariners game and he was running some jokes by me. And I was like, when are you going to stop telling jokes and just go be who you are off stage, on stage? Took years, man. Yeah. Because that was, that's the secret. It takes years, but those stages drew them out of me little by little. Like, mm -hmm. I had great sets on that little fucking stage with, you know, it was like on a six-inch elevation. Yeah. We had some great nights back then. I tell people on podcasts about Rita O. 
You know, the people <laughs> people don't believe the stories. How we ended Rita O was throwing tomato soup at each other at a restaurant on Melrose. Rita O was a girl maybe your size that was really a man. Yeah. And became a woman. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then But the, she's your size, but she had the biggest head. The biggest head <laughs> you ever seen in your life. And that's how she died because she would fall. She had equilibrium problems and she would fall. But she would eat 30 tens in a day. She would eat 30 10 milligram Valiums yeah. and drink a oh, quart of yeah. vodka and go out to the gay clubs and cap, what was the name of the hill? Queen Anne? Uh, Capitol Hill. Capitol Hill and, and fall off the stage. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's all these with young guys. With her big head. With her she big head. She that way in her head. It, it was, you can't, yeah. you cannot write but this didn't shit. didn't she die falling down the stairs? She fell down the stairs of the gay club. On, yeah. And then she had, she had a tumor and whatever. But what about that dude, the cook at Swanee's who got out of jail and started fucking Rita O and stole her money? Which guy? That big muscle dude. Oh my God! What was the other kid's name that was the cook there? That, that I was a long the... hair Lionel. Let me tell you something, Felicia Michaels. I've met a lot of characters he in my day, but this kid was the real deal. Like if I see him now, I'd have to give him a hug and a oh, kiss. Yeah. He took good care of me like you did. Yeah. He used to have a loft in downtown that people knew you'd go there and party. Like, you could just be driving by and go, you got anywhere to go? No, let's go to Lionel's. And they'd go to his back thing and throw window, rocks on his window, and he'd open up. But he also took care of me. Like, if I missed the shuttle over to Josh's, I could stay at his house. So I'd just go in the corner. And, we got, and one night I remember waking up, and there's three black dudes smoking crack in the fucking corner. And he's up, and I'm like, and I wasn't even mad. I just looked at him. It was like your story when you were in the apartment and the, the ceiling, and they came in. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, this is the shit that people don't see. Like, I went to bed in the corner thinking tomorrow was going to be a better day. And in the middle of the night, I'm awakened by three black guys on Lionel who look like Chris Cornell with long hair. Yeah. Smoking crack, and he was down for it. Another night, he came in and goes, "Come on, we're going to a party," and they were doing heroin. And some guy was in there saying, ah, "Heroin is for pussies." Fuck. And this was a fucking place that had cages, and the guy had women dancing in the cages at four in the morning. I'm in there with Lionel, and Lionel's fucking snorting heroin, and I'm sitting. There, I don't know what to do. I do like a half a line. I'm all fucked up, and this guy's got a suit on. He's got money. He's yelling, "Heroin is for pussies." I could do that shit. I'll never forget there was a beam right there where he was standing. And he goes, give me a line of that. And they gave this guy a line that would kill a fucking bear. And this guy rolled up on the bill, did the line of heroin. He goes, you see, this is for fucking... I mean, he couldn't even say... He just grabbed onto the pole and dropped. And these people kept doing heroin. This guy was just spitting. Like he got up, bam, what was in that stuff? I mean, this was the environment, and I was an open micer. Like, we were open micers. I still remember that gig the night before I went to jail when we did that gig in the bar, and we came out, and there was crack people, and I kept, me, you, and Gavin, I kept yelling, crack, yeah, crack, and we were fucking dying of laughter. They're like, where, where, where? <laughs> Which trip to jail are we talking about? Like, the, the first one. <laughs> December 6th, 1995. All right, I'm just just trying to be more specific. Right, when I got in trouble for pulling that. No, this is the time we got into a little shoving match outside the house. Right. But today I was thinking about what are me and Josh going to talk about. One of the classic stories was Josh pissed me the fuck off. I had gotten a job. We were getting our lift together. Josh was moving to L.A. And I go, Josh, wait one fucking week. It was September 22nd. I go, Josh, wait another fucking week. I was working at a company that they had a web page that you could order pizza. 
from. Do you remember? And they were no. gonna the, the big promotion they, during the football games. They were gonna come up and say, "Order your pizza now." And if you ordered on the computer, you got ten percent off. And these guys had deep pockets. They were paying me like fifteen an hour, and I wasn't calling nobody. I wasn't a phone calling my friends in Jersey. I wasn't selling dick. So they were paying me like six, seven hundred a week, but they paid me with cash. I didn't have an ID, so he would be my bank. I would give my checks to Josh Wolf, and Josh Wolf would cash them. So I figured I had like two checks coming. So finally, I break down. I call Carol. I go, Carol, you got to give me a ride to the bank and cash his checks. She goes, no problem. So we get in the car. I get in the back seat because I'm not allowed to be with her as it is, right? Yeah. We have restraining orders on each other. Restraining orders, yes. <laughs> you didn't know. He and his, girl, he and his girlfriend. What? Here's the best part about it. Here is the best. Fuck part. Chris Brown and Rihanna. Here this is, is the, the real deal. The best shit. part about you and your girlfriend, like oh, they would get restraining orders, but then they would still hang out with each other, and they would be in my, <laughs> they would be in my bar. I'm like, why do you have to fucking leave? Oh, like, he would get pissed, Joshua. Why are you bringing him here? Though? All these problems he's causing me. So we're in the car. I go go to the bank and let's cash the check. And this bitch says to me, "You ain't getting shit. You owe me this money." And I go, Carol. Don't even fucking get me started today. It's Friday. I need this money. I got a spot at the at the underground on Friday night. I need this fucking money. And she's like, I'm not giving it to you. Fuck you. Not one of the lights. I fucking grab her hair and I pull out a, a, a handful of hair, like follicles, skin, the whole fucking thing. I go, you better give me my fucking money, Carol. And she's like, you're not getting nothing. Go fuck yourself. I'm calling the police. You're going to call the police on me. You got my fucking check in your hand. And I just fucking pulled the hair. She went to like high guards me and I fucking <laughs> grabbed him by the hair. Oh. And I pulled out this chunk of hair. And she's like, call the police. She gets out this car wash and she starts yelling, call the police, call the police. And there was a hamburger joint down the corner called the Hurricane. I run, oh, yeah. I run the fuck out of there. And there was a movie theater where I seen Pulp Fiction up the yeah. corner. And I'm running, I'm running. And this is Seattle. These cocksuckers ain't got nothing to do. They show up with helicopters. They fucking, they're driving back and forth looking for me. I hide in the garbage dump behind the hurricane. I'm in there with hamburgers. There's no. a cat in there. Oh, it was horrible. And I had like 84 fucking cents. So the only guy I know is Rico. So the, for years. Rico? Yeah, big black Rico. Yeah, with the. Yeah, with the spider on his face who was good friends with. He, you know, he, what's his name? He used to bust his balls. The guy who died. You know, the guy, Mitch Hedberg, used to always bring Rico yeah, on yeah, stage. Yeah, 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 Rico, yeah, yeah. yeah Rico yeah, yeah. Suave. Big black guy. I took him to Montana with yeah. an all-white restaurant, and he was a Buddhist or something. He got on his hands and knees and started no. praying. I'm like, Rico, you got to get up. You got to get up. These are cowboys. Yeah. They're killing Rico. You got to get up. People yeah. are looking, Rico. So here's big black Rico. I go, Rico, pull up to the hurricane. The cops are looking for me. They're fucking everywhere. Pull up, and I... He pulled, I go, you gotta pull up there, for like, uh, you, know, I, I, you know, there was no cell phones then. I'm like, you gotta pull up there, five after five on the dot, and I'll run out. I run out, and Rico's down the fucking corner going like this. He's six foot six, 9,000 pounds. With a spider. With a spider face. on his face and his a beard. His beard. Oh, really? And yeah. he's waving back and forth. <laughs> and the cops see him, and I jump back in the dumpster. I sweat it out. I fucking sweat it out, bitch. I sit in that dumpster till about 9.30. I miss my spot. I'm jonesing for a fucking blast. I'm starving. I finally get out of the dumpster. Whew, there's no cops. I walk up the block, and they're hiding in the fucking bushes. And they took me down and arrested me for fucking pulling a goddamn hair. They let me out the next day because they knew. But what about the other time? <laughs> what, what other time? <laughs> the best time. This is classic. Tell him. Okay, he says to me, Josh Wolf. Now, he, 
He always calls me by my first and last name. This is a Monday morning, though, yeah. if you're going to tell but, that But wait, but wait. You First you come to me, you're like, I've never done ecstasy before. Right. Do you think you, <laughs> you think you can get me some? I'm like, yeah, I can get you some. You're like, all right. You're like, I'm going to go to Carol's house. I want some ecstasy. I'm going to fuck the shit out of her. I'm like, doesn't she have a restraining order? I guess you Yeah, that doesn't matter. We don't really listen to that. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, at this point, I don't even know. So he goes over to her house. Right before he goes in, Pops his little piece of ecstasy. Goes in. <clears throat> they start. They're doing whatever they're doing. Well, Carol had told her neighbor, if you see Joey come to the house, call the cops. Well, the neighbor was home and saw Joey come to the house. Okay. So, they're fucking. There's a knock on the door. <laughs> Carol goes out and she's like, it's like, is that cops open up? And Carol's like, no, we're okay. And the, the cop's like, no, you got to open up. Joey, who was a little bigger... And then 220 at the time hides under the bed. Carol told me that she walked back into the room and it looked like the mattress was breathing. <laughs> it really every was. Time, every time it he really would breathe, was. his belly would oh lift the mattress. Oh, it was so bad. It was so bad. <laughs> right? The listeners are laughing because I, when, when I edit the podcast, it's always like. <sighs> <laughs> so I know everyone gets that. That well, is so funny. The very first, so he's he, he starts to trip on ecstasy and gets put in the, the first time he starts to trip on ecstasy he's handcuffed in the back of a police cruiser on his way way to jail <laughs> with so no he, shirt on no shirt on so he with was no put, shirt on. he's put in jail on ecstasy for the first time no shirt on just hanging out with a bunch of dudes how and you doing they're fingerprinting me I'm like I feel my fingers I'm like well for suppressed heart <laughs> uh, you trapped that when she told me I go what what, what happened? She goes, I thought he was, he said he was going to hide and I went back in and it looked like the mattress was breathing. And I was like, oh, that is so funny. This is, this is, this is just, you know, this was an 18 month period in Seattle. Where we also had this stupid plan where we were going to rob remember that guy who sold weed and you were like, he's stupid. We actually sat in front of his house one day and we were like, he's stupid. He keeps his money out and his weed out. And then at one point that we, we actually sat out there and we pulled up, I go, are we really going to commit armed robbery? And you were like, nah, let's go. But we sat there and you were, it was like, it was the first time we had actually thought about it. We were like, wait a second, is we doing that? And then you were like, yeah, that's probably not a good idea. So we drew, <laughs> but you were like, this guy's stupid. I buy my weed from all the time. He's got his money out the weed. I walk in there. We got thousand dollars. I'm like, okay. My God, it wow. was such a crazy, crazy open mic life. Like this was, and at the same time, Seattle's booming. Pearl Jam's huge, Soundgarden's huge. Wait, remember Chris Cornell's sister yeah. used to make our coffee? She had the best voice of the family. We used to go to to Larry's in the Central and see, uh, you know, Allison Chain sitting at the bar. They would hop on stage and sing, and it was good music. The President's United States of America. You remember that band? They mm -hmm. they were just starting when we were up there. Yeah, it was good, man. The music was fantastic. Here's the best thing I liked about, and I do miss, the one thing I miss about comedy then, is there was a, a, not only a camaraderie, like we hung out, but there was a burning need to get on stage and write new jokes. Every night. I, I, needed, to, I needed to write new jokes. I needed to try. And I, like I watch, I mean, I, I don't want to sign up on a Tuesday at the Laugh Factory. But I know what they're doing, and a part of me is like that. I'm, I kind of miss that part of being a stand-up, of wanting so badly to get on stage and wanting so badly to write new material for you know free. What I mean, for nothing. For free, 
just old school, you know, just that desire. We used to go to that Hurricane Cafe, the one where you hid in the trash can, after the underground and sit at a booth and write till two or three in the morning. You know, whoever was done at the, at the open, open mic. Mm -hmm. I kind of missed that. I lived in Denver, and I remember there was nothing. There was the Comedy Works on Tuesday and then a couple cowboy bars. And I moved to Seattle, and you were out every fucking night. Yeah. Laura Crocker, who hated me. Me too. I would do guest spots everywhere. You Pat know, Wilson. Pat Wilson, the other chick. Pat Wilson was great because... She hated me. She had a gig on Friday, and I would never show up to her gigs, but she'd never pay your cash. She'd pay you with a check. So I would always book her gigs and not show and still get a check in the mail. I wondered when she was going to catch on. <laughs> I mean, it was like one... The best was the guy from Giggles that I would take a draw from. Yeah. He had uh, Thursday night, yeah. Friday, Saturday. I would take a draw from him Friday, and he would forget on Saturday and pay me. And then I'd call him Monday, and i go, can you book me? And he'd go, yeah, when was the last time you were at the club? Two years ago. All right, come <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear about John Fox the comic? What happened? He's good. They, I saw his video online. He's got, uh, this is the downer, but he says he's got two weeks to a month to live. It's it. Colon cancer, but he, didn't, he wasn't getting himself checked out. He posted a thing for comics online <clears throat> just to say it doesn't matter if you don't have insurance or you, you have to, after the age of 40, get yourself checked out. But yeah, he looks horrible. It's online. I'll send it to you. It, it, you remember John? I mean, John did the same hour of jokes. You must know John Fox. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's I the, don't know him, no, but I know who yeah, he is. He's done the I've same hour of jokes yeah. for 20 years. That's what he's been doing. You know, he's one of the guys that I, I hate to say something. He, he's one of the guys that when I came out to California to LA and I watched him one night, it scared me. Like, it scared me because I could have ended up like him. Yeah. You know, that guy had the opportunity of a lifetime. He opened up for Dangerfield for years. He could have done a thousand different he things with his life. And... But the party and took him over, you know, to the part where he was living in Chicago and, you know, he would get on stage and people would, he would get drunk and people would finish his jokes for him. And that scares the shit out of me. That has mm -hmm. always, to be on a triple run when I'm 50, I might as well shoot myself. It was like a waste of a fucking career. You know what I'm saying? And I liked him. I liked his jokes, you know? I yeah. mean, I watched all his early stuff. He did everything in the fucking 80s. Yeah. You know, I mean, Felicia took his the, fucking crown. She did everything the in the fucking 90s, Felicia. How many fucking shows you taped in the 90s? A lot. A lot. You were on fucking fire. And, you know, you watch these videos, these things are out, and then to hear that story is very... Uh, he just didn't take care of himself. I, I can tell you, you know what? That could have been me, dog. Do you know you what know. Scared, scared me into not being stupid was it always scared me that at age 18, one of my kids would look back and be embarrassed of me. That was the one thing where I was like, that is my biggest fear, is that they would be embarrassed of me. Like, I look at... Fuck Charlie Sheen and all these people. Like you know, when your kids are old enough, they're gonna be embarrassed of you. Like how are you? There's a certain level of respect that I want them to have for me, and that has always kept me from doing something like that. Do you know what I mean? Like that thing. That's so important to me that they were, are never embarrassed of who I am. You live and you learn, man. You see it. You see it yeah. early on. I kept bucking around, and I paid for it dearly, you know. But at the meantime, you know, you just keep working and plugging along. You know, he didn't stop John Fox. No. And there's a lot of comics that didn't stop, and God bless them. This is uh, is a business. It's a fucking business. As much as you know, I love getting on stage for free now, because when I have to negotiate for money, and I fucking drives me crazy. Yeah, I, I, I just want to get on stage some nights and just talk and mm -hmm. leave and not have to deal with twitting where the fuck I am or whatever. I miss that. 
that's what we had in Seattle. And then, dog, I mean, we were fucking hungry in Seattle. I mean, there was months when nobody had fucking dough. You know, no. nobody had fucking dough. I mean, even that's you didn't have a million then. You had like two hundred dollars <laughs> in the safe. Now, remember, I used to run the sports betting service from upstairs. Yeah, the same guy gave me eight hundred. <laughs> And you used to have to go get the Western Union for me. Do you me? remember that Korean mafia guy that worked at the the before it was Lobo Loco? Do you remember those two the the Korean and the Japanese guy that owned the place? What was his name? The Aki. Aki. Aki was Aki was the Japanese guy. Aki. The I Korean Aki. guy was Leo. Just disappeared one day. But he used to have gone like he put he gave the gu- bouncers guns just in case anybody that was coming for him that they had to come to that door. They had to get to the bouncers first. It was a scare. The, my ex, who sometimes had a little bit of tunnel vision, and I, I'm not going to... She Sometimes she did things that were a little odd. There was one night, a guy came up to the front door of the club, and he was too drunk, and they threw him out. So he comes back with a gun. So now there's six bouncers with guns on him. Now, I'm working a bar, right? Downstairs, it was an upstairs downstairs, and I hear just people scrambling and running. I hear people were under tables and diving over the bar. Some people were sprinting downstairs. So Malia, who was mad at me at the time, why? And there's that's so the two doormen are like this at the door, two feet away from the guy with the gun, like this. Malia walks right past them, stops next to Brian, one of the de- bouncers who had a gun drawn. Is Josh here? Brian is pointing a gun at somebody. There's nobody <laughs> talking. The entire place is frozen. Oh. All you hear is, you fucking drop your gun. You drop your gun. You fucking drop it. Malia walks right past all three of them. Is Josh here? He didn't call me back. And Brian was like, what? What the fuck? Are you serious? Is he here? He's downstairs. He, she was like, you don't have to be so rude. Walked past, stepping over bodies of people that are dumb, under. So she gets down to me and she's like, what the fuck is your problem? And I was like, are you okay? She goes, what? I go, there are g- people with guns upstairs. She was like, upstairs here? I was like, oh my God. <laughs> this is a she, weird there fucking is, place. We, there was the video of her. You know, we have like cameras up all over the place. Of her talking to Brian. While the, in the middle of the three guns. Asking wow. him where I was. So they had wow. cameras there. Thank God they weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have cameras back there. No, they didn't have cameras back there. <laughs> we used to do comedy at a bar that had a parrot on the stage behind uh. you, okay? That when you were on stage, every like three of your jokes, the parrot would go, wah! <laughs> uh, <laughs> Do you understand me? That like, this was is, the worst. This, uh, this was a comedy thing that was, uh, it just sits in, and I never went back to Seattle. Granted, I have a warrant or yeah, whatever. Like, you can't go back But to I Seattle. would never, like looking back at it now, like I, w- I wouldn't go back because I wouldn't want to ruin the, that was as, as weird as that time was. It was so so indebted in my heart. Like that was knowing to be broke, to get up in the morning and walk mm-hmm. to Swanee's broke, you know, and they give you a soda and whatever they were eating with that fucking the Filipino bartender who was a dick to us, mm-hmm. you know. And, and even uh, you know what I remember the most about Lobo Loco was doing a spot on a Wednesday at the Underground. And them giving you like 50 bucks and going, I'm going to go to Lobo Loco and get a package. There was a dealer that walked between us. And I remember walking to Lobo Loco and there was a private party. And it was a private party from the guy's wife from Nirvana. For... Do you remember? They had a party for there. Was was it it at the Phoenix? At the Phoenix. 
And I remember that they let me in and seen her fucking rocked. Like, she looked like she ate a thousand Quaaludes, did 22 fucking Vicodins. She probably did. She was fucked up. Like, that's what, I mean, that's how real it was down there. Then. Kurt Cobain lived, you know, I lived, when I lived on Leshai, you weren't in town. Yet, no, no, I wasn't there. When I lived in Leshai, I lived right on Lake Washington, and I was literally eight houses from him. So when he shot himself, I still had my New York driver's license. And they weren't letting people down on the street. So I couldn't get to my house for clothes or my dog or anything. But I used to see him out by the lake when it was 85, 90 degrees. Wool jacket, sweating, big glasses, skinny, just sitting there, hoodie. And I was like, that dude is going to die really fucking soon. He was in bad shape, man. All, I don't care what anyone says. And he used to sign, when people used to ask for autographs, he used to sign, like, on a napkin, his autograph was, go fuck yourself, and he would hand it back to him. I mean, it was a weird time. I remember there. being an Alki, getting up with fucking crazy Carol and walking, and uh, and seeing fucking thousands of people at that restaurant. And it was because Eddie Vedder was eating oh. breakfast, and he people would tap through the fucking glass, Eddie Vedder. It was just amazing. By the way, one time I got, well, most of the times I got arrested were at Alki Beach or Carol. Remember when I put sugar in a gas tank? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. the. What's going on? But with the. That? Oh, that Ooh, piece geez. of pussy hat. You know, it was at a weird time in your life. You look back. I just got divorced. I was very insecure. I was starting comedy. I had no fucking loot. I didn't know what my next move was. And all of a sudden, here's a girl who lets you light her asshole on fire. That's sanity when you're, when you're ha you know, when you have nothing. And all of a sudden, we got into. I mean, it was just too much. And my anger then, and it was just. Did you write that down? Sanity? When you have nothing, is finding a girl who will let you write her. <laughs> I mean, that's it. You know, that's that, that was. You know, that was the fucking. That was sanity, you know, because that was my head was just. You know, I was losing my daughter. My head was in so oh, many yeah, different yeah, directions. Yeah. That was a so, big thing for you. Though. That was a big thing. It yeah. was eating me alive. There was months I could send the money. There was months I couldn't. The mother but was breaking my was, balls. Was fucking, was with, fucking with me. So I have all this shit now. I got this fucking chick. Who you know lights your dick on fire with butane and sucks your balls, and she's fucking with me. So I thought I had like a home with this girl now and now. So it was just weird. Thank God for the comedy. Thank yeah. God for the comedy because I would have killed somebody. Thank. That's the remember at the underground that night where I got to the fight with us two for, for, slapping Ron for slapping Ron Reed, and the cops arrested me for a probation violation. No, but our buddy uh, was there. Remember our buddy, the, cop, the cop, Puerto Ricky. Rican cop. That's who saved my fucking yeah. life that night. I'm on stage and this cops waiting for me to arrest me <laughs> with my shirt ripped and shit. Felicia <laughs> Michaels. This is combat comedy, and then it didn't end. And then Josh Wolf said, "I'm going to L.A." and he left me up there for three months like a fucking orphan. Right, I just banged it out up there, and it was great, you know. But I knew I had to come down, so I come down here, and we move into fourteen seventeen North Vista, North Vista, which was the you know, like when you go to to high school and you're a fuck up and you can't get into college, so you go into a continuing education. Yeah, this is what this building was. Remember those heroin addicts that lived next to the two chicks? This is crazy. Well, how about the German, the Russian mobster with the dog downstairs? But if you got fucked up and pressed two and you walked in, he had his door open too. It was, it was, what his about the Rottweiler, he used to feed him, he used to put steroids into his raw meat. Did you know that? This Rottweiler uh. was 
How big was that Rottweiler? Fucking gigantic. Just Massive. yoked. Like, just yoked. And when he would jump many, on the balcony, you would feel it. Like, How many drug dealers lived in that building? 92. What about the, <laughs> what about the chick who stashed? Every floor, if you knock... What about the dude who was on Star Trek Voyager? He was a Vulcan or whatever, one of the... And he, he was... A little weird. He never took his makeup off because he liked the way it made him look. He thought it was cool. So there was this <coughs> dude who would come out to empty his trash and he would have just a robe on, you know, just regular feet, robe, carrying his trash, Vulcan makeup. And you were like, what the? And he ended up killing a hooker at Plummer Park with a samurai sword. Yeah. <laughs> this and the is... cops arrested him in his Vulcan makeup. Are you him out. Yeah. That was a crazy building. Listen to me. This was the continued, and it's a hundred yards from El Compadre, <laughs> and right behind, right behind fourteen forty. This was like a. I remember being in the car outside, being so coked up that I couldn't even go into your house. I'd have to put the seat back and just hide in my car for an hour to come down. You remember now? We I, Joe used to stay at my at my house sometimes on the couch. Do you remember that time when my Jacob, my son, was like three. And so he's going, I see him running around the house like this, running around the house like this. And I notice that he's shaking something in his hand like this. And I hear her going, and I go, come here, buddy, what is that? A little package of coach that fell out of Joey's pants on the couch that Jacob found. He was pissed for a year. I was like, dude, you cannot. Who the fuck knew I'd have 50 packages in my who knew if you drop one? I'd have one from this guy, one from that guy. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. had we had the, the Mexican on the third floor. Yeah. That was heavy metal. And he the gave white you, Rasta guy. The white Rasta guy. Then we had a girl that hid the drugs for everybody. That had no chin but the biggest tits in North America and sucked a tremendous pipe. When you gave her three bumps, she would suck your dick for two hours. I think that no chin thing really helped. Oh, that no chin thing? That no chin really, thing creates really, like a different yeah, subject. It really helps. It tickles the top of your nutsack. And this chick was a soldier because she'd suck your dick. Most chicks suck your dick and you're done. Now you got to fuck them. She would suck your dick and tell you, stay, I'll suck it again. Yeah. Fuck it, I'll stay for a little while. I mean, it was classic. This building, you couldn't write this shit. The heroin chicks Those that two, wouldn't the take lesbians, showers. The lesbians, the lesbians because I think the heroin would clog their pores. Yeah. They always had sunglasses on. No showers. You we, know what they ended up doing? You know what are those? Oh, you know those Omaha steaks where they drive around mm -hmm. and deliver the steaks. So they ended up starting to work for Omaha Steaks, but they're heroin addicts, and the steaks would just go bad in the van. So you'd go downstairs into the parking garage, and it smells like a morgue down there, and that fucking van had like. Three-year-old steaks in the back. <laughs> this was fucking crazy. Wow. Oh my god! This that was place, just. Now, <laughs> do you now? You remember the landlady? The landlady. Yeah, I was. I just see her. She's a caterer now. Yeah. And she's an enormous ball buster. When you see her, is she? Yeah, she busts my balls for hours when I see her now on a job, because I'm her buddy. Right. So she torments me. Nice lady. Yeah. She's working on big shows, though. You That's know? what she said. Yeah, she's working on big-time shows. So she... But that, I remember moving down from Seattle. So you're little, you know, you're like, oh, L.A. So I remember, like, I moved in. You know, and I, it's when I learned, this is the only city where, you know, the name of the apartments, they make them sound, like, way better. Like, the New Yorker, the Condor. You know what I mean? You're yeah. like, oh. So this was called the luxury apartments. Well, I like, I had to fucking live at the luxury apartments. Not so luxurious. 
towards the end, the girl moved in. That was fucking banging. Banging. And one night I see her on a movie showing her tits and her pussy. This chick was banging. Do you know where I saw her showing her tits? Where? Seventh Vale. Yeah. She used to strip. She had a little boy. She was banging, but she used to go up by the pool and put like, like if she was a size three, she Mm -hmm. put on a size minus eight bikini. Where it just covered the clit and the asshole, the fucking hair would be out. She was a monster, Felicia. Big tits, French Canadian yeah, or something. Yeah, and you, she always yeah. had a bruise or two on her ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like my, 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 my brother would be like, "How many bruises she got on her ass today?" I'm like, "She's got like six bruises on her ass." How do you like not handprint bruises either? Like not like a, huh. but like a bruise. Like someone was throwing a rock at her or something. And then involved in all this, we had our comedy careers. We went out every night. You know, sometimes you went out and I babysat Jacob, which is a scary thought. And then, but in to- enthralled in all this, before when you said that your son was watching the black website, you have a brother that dates black chicks. And well, I remember, yeah, he's only ever dated. Black and chicks. I remember one time we're in the apartment and we're stoned, we're giggling, and you're like, well, "Look at this fucking phone bill." Who keeps calling fucking Compton, right? Yeah, at that time they would no, charge you for no, Compton. Yeah, at that time they were they were they were charging for local calls, and we were counting every penny. Every fucking time. penny. I mean, listen. At that point in time, it, there was me, three kids, and a Saint Bernard in one bedroom. And your bro- oh yeah, and your brother and the broad the and me on the couch. All right. Wow. So and then I used to make in the wow. morning a lot of times I would make one pot of pasta and I would have three smaller pots with sauces so one sauce was breakfast and one was lunch and one was dinner but that's how we ate like there was no frozen chicken cutlets turkey burgers that's when there was that's when there was money Money. chicken yeah but we yeah there was nothing and there was that I found the dining room table on the side of a road which was an old barrel that had Somebody had nailed the top onto, uh-huh. and then four chairs made of barrels. But the barrel and the chairs were no more than a foot and a half or two feet off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> it That's was very funny. it was and horrible. And you know what the weirdest thing about this all is? Who lived in the apartment before you moved in? Uh, Jack Gerraputo, the head of Adam Sandler's. Oh really? So that apartment had some type of good luck to it. But wait, here's another thing. So he, the guy used to get checks sent to me all the time, to the apartment all the time. Jack appeared, and we didn't know who he was. So finally, he goes, Josh Wolf, those are checks. I'm like, <laughs> I go, how do you know the checks? He goes, Look, I know an envelope that's got a check. In it. <laughs> those are checks. And I go, and he, I go, so, and he goes, well, let's open them up. Let's see what they are. And I was like, we can't open them. He goes, open one up. De- de- open one up. So we opened one up, and it was for like ten thousand dollars. Because it was all, he was getting residuals from mm-hmm. movie or whatever. And he was like, let's cash it. And I go, we're not cashing. And their total, there was probably close to 32,000 in checks. Oh, really? So he was like, let's cash one of them. I'm like, we're not cashing it. I go, we're going to get in trouble. And he goes, Josh Wolf, if there were $32,000 worth of checks out there mailed somewhere, would you know where the fuck they are? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, this guy doesn't even know where his money is. Cash no, him. he doesn't know. <laughs> And if so, he's not worried about thirty-two thousand yeah. dollars, this guy's making cash, and he was. He was making big. He money. blew up after the Happy Madison and shit. But they there was no way. I, I was like, we're not. No, cashing. we're not gonna cash no checks. We thought about the second though. story you guys have told. That we we pushed ended out with no. Let's not do well, that. Because, <laughs> <laughs> well, to, to be honest, the drug dealer was mutual. The not cashing the checks. If you I had given him that check, 
He he might not have been able to, but he'd have sure fucking tried. Oh, I would have tried. <laughs> ten grand. Tried. You know what ten grand would have done then? I mean, ten grand was months worth of months worth of money. Wow, we were catering at El, at El Cholo. Oh, stealing, stealing margaritas. Stealing margaritas for that night. I remember one time they sent me by myself to a movie thing. You went by I, yourself, and I poured the grease. You sent me. You couldn't go. You had yeah. an audition, and you go. I'll give you my car. And I took the fucking. <laughs> that was the time we the went Saturn. to the Saturn. We went to Lake Havasu, and we left the oh! sun- <laughs> and we left the sunroof open. <laughs> but there was no air conditioning in the car, so it was either the, the car was hot. We were driving to Lake Havasu in the summer. Remember, I tried to put the. We got really high, but it, the car was so hot. We get to Lake Havasu, and we're both really high, and my eyes were dried out because the windows were down because I was so hot. So I go to the glove compartment to get the visine, and I crack the visine, and it, the, I, I should have known better because it went, it was boiling hot. So when, I, <laughs> so when I put it in my eye, it was like someone stabbed a hot needle in my eye. And then they put me in that handicap room with where the you shower couldn't, couldn't stand up for the shower. You had to sit down like this, and they would shoot water at your chest. Was this first show? Yeah, we would drive. We would drive on a Wednesday, right? Wasn't it with Dunkelman? It was me, you. That was one time when we went to ref the boat races. We didn't sleep all night. Right. Your cousin had a fucking party, and we right. went over there till five, and we said, why go home? Let's drive to fucking Lake Havasu. We took three cars to Lake Havasu like savages. Like fucking everybody was hammered in the fucking car. We got down there. There was only one hotel room. Yeah. We all had to do the races. Then we each got like 120. We would drive to Lake Havasu for 300 bucks. And that was like gas. We would split. Nothing. Gas, food, that was it. That was it. We'd come home the same fucking night. You know, you know these fucking yeah, stories. Yeah, for these. No, yeah, it's yeah, just amazing. Yeah. But we, when we lived in uh, Seattle, we used to work for Donna Richards. And Donna Richards used to have the volcano room yeah. in the three cities, uh, Spokane, whatever. And she had a Mexican joint. But one of the places she had, she had these Chinese restaurants called the, uh, oh, my God, and they did. There was Eugene and Roseburg. Yeah, Roseburg. Wait, so, that was <laughs> me, you, and Lenny Schmidt. So we go to Roseburg one night, and this town is one street, and it was a strip club across the street from the Chinese restaurant. Now this is pre pre cell phones and all that. Stuff. Nothing, nothing. And we're in there, and he tells a joke first about that. I didn't know we were there was retarded kids, uh, handicapped kids in the fucking audience. This is what you have. So he told the joke about leaving a kid in the car with your windshield wipers on or something. And after the show, the lady comes up to me. Oh, yeah. I said the joke, and he took the ear beating for it. Yes. So he's taking the ear beating all night. And finally, his girl comes up to me. She's like, your friend's cute. And I'm like, we could do something. You know, we could fix him up. Tell the story. <laughs> so we were sitting there, and, and I go, hey, Joe, I'm going to use the bathroom. And he's like, oh, okay. So I go into the bathroom. I come out, and I go up to the girl he was talking to. I'm like, where's Joe? And she goes, oh, no, he sold you. I go, what? She goes, yeah, he's gone. He sold you for a bag of weed. <laughs> so, because he didn't have any money to buy weed, and he wanted some weed, so she said, I'll give you some weed for your friend. And he was like, deal. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he took my rental car and went back up. But the best, it was his bed. It was his yeah. bed. So I get back to the hotel. I'm like, fuck that dude. Yeah. I get in the bed. I got his pajamas on and shit. I'm laying down. I hear, open up, open up. And it's him. The chick had tried to rape him and oh, rip him apart really and shit. It was scary. Really? Yeah, she was. And then I, she took me back to her house because I was like, and I didn't have any money either. 
Again, no cell phone on the way. I can call. I didn't have any money. To, I didn't know where the hotel was. Nothing. So she <laughs> took me back to her house. At first, she was like, no, no, I'll drive you back. And when I get in the car, she just fucking all of a sudden, I'm at a house. I'm like, shit. So I go in. I'm trying to, I'm looking at phone book, trying to remember what hotel it was. And she's coming out in lingerie and shit. And you like this oh. one? I'm like, oh my fucking God. I thought she was going to come out with somebody else's skin on. Like, it was scary. She was not good looking. And she was like, she was saying things like, listen, we don't have to fuck. You can just go down on me. I'm thinking, oh, oh my God. My I get me out of So her roommate comes home with her boyfriend. And I stand up. And this, by the way, the girl was kidnapped me. Not good looking at all. Looked like him with a wig. I mean, not. <laughs> <laughs> like, not, not, oh, not no, good. Not okay. Good, not good. So <laughs> the guy, he comes in and he's like, what's going on? And the girl still come out of laundry, and I look at him. I go, I've never met you before, but I'm telling you right now, as a man, as a man. And I told him the situation, what happened, and I end up with this fucking beast. And <laughs> and and as a man, you have got to drive me to the hotel. And he's like, oh. And his girlfriend, or the girl's roommate, goes, now you know what? It's his problem. Let the two of them figure it out. And then the fucking. Joe Diaz with a wig comes out in more lingerie and goes, what do you think? And he turns to me, he goes, I'm getting you out of here. I was like, fuck <laughs> Thank God. Because I would have never, we're driving back in silence. We didn't drive back in silence. I was just looking out the window like a rape victim. And I, I was, well, you know what I mean? One she team. chased like a mile. Yeah. She ran out that car. Smoke was coming out yeah. of her feet and shit. So. That is awesome. It, but get back to the hotel. He had smoked all the weed. <laughs> I'm in the room, fucking room service, <laughs> fucking living like a doctor. You and Lenny And all of a sudden I'm hearing, and I'll never forget that we went down the wrong way. and caught, It was like a scene from trains, planes, mm-hmm. and automobiles. Me and Lenny just hooked the left. And all of a sudden people going by, get out of the road. And I'm beeping, vote for me. And every time I see Lenny now, he always goes, Mr. Vote for me. Yeah. Because I see him at different auditions and stuff, you know. Well, that was Lenny's favorite thing for a long time. When he, every, he was like... When he was telling me the story the next day, he was like, we're driving down the wrong side of the road at like 40 miles an hour. Cars zooming by oh me. My God. Joey's smiling, waving out the window going, vote for me. <laughs> oh, it's classic. Vote for me. You know, one of the, uh, when I moved from uh, Hollywood to North Hollywood this couple of years ago, you, you know, when you do comedy, how many fucking videotapes do you come up with? You come up with thousands. And you, you look at them and you're like, should I move these fucking things? And you're like, oh, I'll move them. And finally, someday you get a hold of good weed and it's raining out or something. Your car's in an auto body shop. And you go, you know what? Today's the day I'm going to watch these videos. And I started watching videos. And it was old episodes of The Sopranos and stupid commercials I had done and stuff. And I came upon your one-man show, which is one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. If you, if you look at it now and see, it's a great thing if you don't know who you are. But I knew who you were and I knew what you were going through. And to watch the show now, it's one of the most brilliant things I ever watched. And that really elevated you from that fucking apartment. Yeah. Then you moved up to the Hollywood Hills and you started seeing pink elephants that night. And oh, you got sick with the fucking uh, meningitis. meningitis. Oh, really? Yeah, the scared guy. the shit out of me, called me. I thought he was fucking with me. Dog, I'm seeing things. Oh yeah, my crazy fever. Crazy fever. When yeah. you got there, I, I don't think I've ever physically collapsed like that, but I was just kind of holding it together for the kids. He got there, and I, I just started crying. Like my, I, I can't explain to you what that felt like. The meningitis was the worst because 
you and Gavin saw me behind El Compadre when I was still trying to pass it off as the flu. But I was walking and driving the kids around with like 104, 105 fever. And, and meningitis gives you a headache like you can't believe. But so when I finally called you, I was like, you got you to gotta just get up here because I'm, I'm about to. And I was in the hospital for, I don't remember, like five days. It was bad. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a, my daughter has, has always loved Joey. And I love her dearly. Yeah, yeah. That might, but, but she even said, she doesn't remember much from that. But she was like, did Uncle Joey come up and stay with us for a couple of days? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He held on, like he went up to my house. They were not, listen, here was the thing. Like Joey and I didn't talk for a little while. Cause, and, I, and I, a lot of that, most of that was my fault. But he, there were nights where I would say, can you come babysit? And because, you know, we were all doing our own thing, there were nights he wouldn't show up. But if you ever needed him, he was the first one there. So it was those trivial little things. We, but if you ever needed Joe, like I needed him for three days in my house. So he just was at my house for three days. Taking showers at that yeah, time. Yeah, I was yeah, probably yeah. living in the car, but it's so weird how I was missing my daughter. And I moved in with Josh and I discovered his daughter. And what I still remember is like how you cannot fuck with me when it comes to kids. Mm -hmm. uh, Trevor, the oldest boy, took uh, Caitlin and put her under a laundry basket and sat on top of a laundry basket. And I still think about this till this day that I almost killed that little boy. Like, I don't like abuse with kids. And he didn't know what he was doing. He was just a kid, you know yeah. what I'm saying? He's like, because he, he would trick her. And it was hysterical. What brothers do to sisters? Yeah. Uh, you go it. down there yeah. first. Yeah. You, know, you know how it is. Yeah. I couldn't handle it. Like, I loved Caitlin. Caitlin was one of the funniest. Whenever I think of Caitlin, I remember Josh calling me over one day. He's like, dog, we got to stop cursing in front of Caitlin. And I go, why? And he goes, because we're driving down the street, and there was a bum with a cart. Caitlin at the time was in the back in a fucking car seat. And she would go everywhere with us. I mean, Caitlin, you know, at that time, that's why she's so smart now, because she would go everywhere yeah. with us. And a bum was crossing the street, and Josh said something. He was like, fuck. And all of a sudden, she looks at him with her little carrot in her mouth, and she goes, Daddy, I can't wait till I get old and I can say fuck. You know, I mean, these are the moments, yeah. and you're around this, you know. I remember uh, one night I was doing a set, and Gavin was watching the baby, and uh, for some reason I go, they're not going to handle this fucking kid. I knew Jacob, and I knew... The mother was heavy, but uh, what do you call that kind of heaviness? Uh, voluptuous. Voluptuous, heavy, but she was warm. So the only other fat person that was warm was me. So when Josh wasn't around, the mother wasn't around, all I had to do was put Jacob's head on my chest, and he would pass the fuck out. Yeah. No matter if I was whacked or not, I would just, and he just got used to me. And I remember they were up there shaking him because people would say, just shake him until he falls asleep. <laughs> Don't shake him, hold on to him and let him feel your warmth. And it was just amazing that I had all this other craziness but the only thing at that time that kept me sane were those fucking kids. A lot of people don't know that. They kept me, that family thing in the house when, you know, you get the phone bill from Compton. And he was like, who's calling Compton? My and brother like, was arguing with me. I, I don't call no nobody. That was the joke. You're like, yeah. you know anybody in Compton? He's like, I don't know nobody in Compton. You only hang with black people. <laughs> You're the only one that hangs with fucking black people. How would you fucking know nobody that in Compton? That is the best. You know, it was just, it just it always continued. There was this. No matter what we were going through, last night I was on stage and I was telling people, sometimes when you have a lot of money and you go on vacation or something, it blows. You think back of the times that you went out at night with a dollar fifty in your pocket and you did blow, you stabbed a hooker, you, you know, you fucking fuck somebody up. You, you know, those yeah. are the best times. 
Because if you could do us a big favor, if you go to the website, I'm going to get business out of the way right now, Joey. Uh, and if you see the Amazon banner, if you click through the Amazon banner, if you have anything you want to buy on Amazon, uh, think about uh, stopping by our website because if you do click on that banner, uh, we get like one-tenth of a penny off of whatever you purchase. You don't have to pay it. It's what Amazon will give us. So please uh, think about that if you're going to buy something on Amazon. And also, uh, we have a sponsor again. And now for a word from your sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Get on it, Joey. Uh, bing, bing. And now for a word from our sponsor. Listen, for all your weird needs and cute needs, I got a bunch of stuff over at TaintedVisionArt.com. I just went on the page saying they had this little plush cush thing that you get, and they have the fucking sad devil. It's hysterical. So go on to new items. I also want to give a shout-out to MZ Auto Body. Also, my boys over at NOCC, the dispensary of death. You understand me? That's it. Where is NOCC? On a 4854 Lancashire Boulevard. They're good people. I like those people. They got good weed and all your anxiety and all that I shit. Well, I have a glaucoma. Yeah, everybody's got fucking glaucoma. <laughs> Everybody in this city's Everybody got glaucoma. You either got glaucoma or you're preventing glaucoma. Yeah, you know I'm, I'm doing so both. I'm doing both. Man, I appreciate you coming and doing Absolutely. this. I, I watch you on Chelsea. There's nights it comes on like a 10, even if it's an old one, and I stop and I watch it. And I'm very proud of you, what you've done. You're a writer, and uh, you know, and then you you wrote an episode of Raising Hope that was, was on, on tonight. tonight. Was, so your name was on, or you wrote it with Garcia? Yeah, I wrote it with him. Good for you. Man. And uh, I was on Chelsea tonight. So you killed him two ways. You should look at your fucking savage. And uh, tell him what, you, what what name we gave your brother and shit. What's the name? Fredo. He's never I'm lost smart. that name. <laughs> <laughs> it should have been me, Mikey. <laughs> Mikey, when we called him Fred the first time, he almost shit. Felicia, I know this is not, you know what I'm saying? I know we told stories and shit. We no, I enjoyed the stories a the lot. Matter, yeah, but, no, uh, the stories are awesome. You know, this is, I'm awesome. happy that you're here. I'm happy you had a great time in San Antonio. Yeah, San Antonio you look fucking great. beautiful and healthy. Thank you very much. And uh, you're going to knock him dead. You have the number for Madhouse? I don't. You'll post don't on like Twitter. Go to Madhouse. Thank you very Madhouse. much, Josh Wolf. I love Thank you, Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. you, guys. Felicia, I... give him a kiss. Give him a kiss, Josh Wolf. There you go.